back again. Check it, direct it, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoice. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. Whoop, there it is. Whoop. Okay, guys, so we are back. And guess who's back? Lacey. Lacey's back. Tag Woo! team back again. That's what I'm talking hey, about. Guys. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, whoop. Sister has worn so much sunscreen that I asked her, does she really go to Cabo? Which is so rude because I'm like really tan for me right now. I think you look tan. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. Yes. I think she looks like she has color. Color. If I come back from Cabo, I want to be like, what race are you? Really? Got it. I don't have that capability. So I have blue, black oh, hair. And, and Michelle, I hate to tell you, you ain't got that capability <laughs> I either. I don't. Okay. I would be red, but like I would strive. I, w- I would strive for another shade. Well, I'm trying to take very good care of my skin. I'm very, very conscious of that. But I did get a little, guys. I mean, like, I may oh, even yeah. have a wedding I mean, ring tell- line. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we'll inspect later. Okay. So who's ready to talk about something really good? I think we can all get super excited about this. I'm really excited about this because when I heard it, I was literally like, I took the time to stop and write this down real quick. I thought, ooh, I don't want to forget that. Okay, well, let's go. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up and coming and established leaders alike. Every week we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now here are your Hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. Okay, I just want to be honest real quick and say that Michelle is mean. So what? when it's time to press record, I'm like, let's go, let's go. And she goes... I'm just excited to see you psyched up. Y'all, I'm for real. Like It's like you're waiting at the start line, and you just had a ball start. <laughs> yes. And I thought I heard the gun. Flag. And I'm like, press record. Let's go. Y'all, so we amped. absolutely thrive on these group times and like actually oh, getting to talk to each other and talk to you. And this is a good subject. It's such a good subject. So, Lacey, I would love for you to introduce this because I feel like you actually know the person so much better than we do. And um, But I was. I was so fired up about this that it was something that I wanted to immediately, I wanted to talk about on this podcast. Yeah, I'm so thrilled. Actually, um, so Michelle and Elizabeth brought this to my attention after they had seen this incredible woman speaking and um, she truly is incredible. So we're talking about Greg Renfrew. She is the founder and CEO of Beauty Counter and she was just sharing on a call and a a video just about um, what the company's trying to do and um, all of this really important and awesome information. But one thing that she said, and I, I appreciate this so much about her and the way that she always shares, I feel like, about life and about yeah. applicable things. It's not always skincare and beauty. Yeah. Right. It's a lifestyle. When she speaks, mm-hmm. it's impactful, right, to our right. whole lives, I feel like. And so... I have gotten to spend some really incredible time with her, and that's been it's been really fun. Um, but I'm just in awe of her presence, and she just has this powerful presence um, when she's in the room. But what the quote that she said, I think that it resonated with all of us, was that armed with information, we make better choices. And um, I think that goes along with the whole no better, do better thing. But when I think uh, it was Michelle, and, or Elizabeth and Michelle heard this quote, they texted me, and they're like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, armed with information, we can do better. Like, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, it and is. 
it's such a simple, it's such a simple phrase. Um, but that not just, it doesn't just go along with what are we choosing to use in personal care or with nutrition and, you know, it doesn't just apply to health and wellness, but it applies to what choices are we making for our families and for our children? Um, you know, what choices are we making in relationships and friendships when we have more information, we can make better choices. When we don't have information accessible to us, we can't always do that. And I think we it's make just so simple. Yeah. Immediate decisions off the cuff. Here we go. Go with what's based there, on emotion. Absolutely. And or fear. Mm. Right. So for me, I specifically wrote it down because I, I thought immediately there are so many things that I will research and check out and do for my children. Um, just for things in their day-to-day life or, um, what not, I don't have picky eaters, so not necessarily what's going in their bodies. Um, they're going to eat all the fruits and things, but if I would do that for my kids, I can so see how I do not do that for myself. I do not do that for Alan. Um, do I research a vacation before we go on it? Absolutely. And I check out with my friends what's going on. And I try to be so armed with information so that we can have the best time on that vacation and we can do all the fun things and skip all those dull, you know, waste of time type places. But there's so many avenues of my life that I'm just missing with that. But Um, how many times do we look up and say, oh, I wished I would have done that. Had I known about that, I would have done that. Or I wish that circumstance mm -hmm. would have turned out different. Had I known, I would have goes back to self-awareness. Like now, I feel like as soon as I heard her say that, I'm immediately thinking where this applies to my life. Mm -hmm. Where else does this apply? In business and friendships and not just your kids, but you internalized it. Absolutely. So that was something that I was really fired up for us to talk about because I feel like you came up with, you came up, our little administrative woman. <laughs> I absolutely so love. Funny. <laughs> Lacey and I will fly by the seat of our pants. We will have a conversation with the wall. And we absolutely love that. But I love that you. And I bust on. up in here with some notes. <laughs> such Which a nerd. we need desperately when such we're all a nerd. together. We need, yes, we absolutely need it. So, okay, so tell us a few points that you've got. All right. Well, the whole premise is you do better when you know better. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we doing and what are we knowing? And with that knowledge, what are we doing with it? You know, so there is a quote out there by, it's Jim, is it Ron or Roan? R-O-H-N. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, he's a leadership guy. And I, I would say Roan. Yeah, I think I, so too. But anyway, he says, you are the sum of the top five friends. Okay. So everybody listening, pause. Who are your top five people that you are around the most? And, you know, you may not say, well, that's my mom. Is she considered my friend? Well, I mean, my mom is my friend. But, you know, mm-hmm. who are the top five people that influence you the most on a week-in, week-out basis? Okay? So just think of those people. Okay? You are the sum of their attitudes, their behaviors, and their results. Do we consciously choose those people? Do we consciously unchoose other people? And that sounds so harsh because this whole premise of this podcast is include everybody. Everybody has potential. Invite her, whoever her is. Don't see her as the competition. But at the same time, you have got to be. You thrive with the people who are helping you live your best self. But how many of us allow other influences that don't help you thrive because we're not consciously aware? Mm -hmm. So there's that dichotomy of invite everybody, let her pull up a seat. But at the same time, you're like, I've only got five seats. 
you know, according to the sum of your, Mm -hmm. okay, that's, that's a big thing to wrap your head around. How do you include quote unquote her if she isn't necessarily driving you to your best self? When you look up a year from now and whoever it is that you allowed at the table with you is who created your sum, created part of your existence. Hmm. We're naturally very impressionable people. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are. I, I'm laughing a little because, uh, full disclosure, and I don't I think Michelle and I can say the same thing. We knew nothing about what was on this notes piece of paper before we walked in the room today to record. And I kind of love that because as soon as Elizabeth said that quote about the first five people, I laughed and I was like, oh, there's been a time in my life several times when that didn't look great for me, where the sum, you know, those five people that I was either allowing to make the biggest impression on my life, spending the most time with, there's been times where that has not been, um, nearly looking like what it does now. I have incredible people and women in my life and my husband. And now I am in a place where I do feel so, um, just encouraged and loved and really led really wisely. And, and these are people now that are really close to me who are willing to be honest with me and show me where uh, I'm struggling, but also do that in love. And so all of these really incredible things, but I think the difference, I think there's a difference. We can allow anyone to pull up a seat because we can encourage anyone. Mm -hmm. We can, we can empower anyone. We can show anyone their strengths if they'll allow us to, not everyone will allow you to and give you permission going back to that levels of leadership podcast. However, that doesn't mean, you know, when you're identifying people in your life that you're really being allowed to invest in you and you're investing in, and they're going to be one of those five people that can look different from who's at your table because Mm -hmm. I can still support you. I can still, you know, really cheer you on. But if, if there are things in life that weren't that, you know, if, if you're realizing there are some roadblocks there, as far as them being one of those five people that are going to be creating the sum of who you are, I think they can be, I think we can do both. I think Mm -hmm. we can allow people to pull up a seat, you know, let us, you know, cheer you on, encourage you, um, make you feel empowered and celebrated and all those things. But those, what I see in these first, in these five people who are, if that's true, that they're making up the sum of of who we are. And I believe that because I've seen such a transformation in myself, Mm -hmm. um, then we have to choose that wisely. Like you said, like we have to be very selective and, um, just look at, you know, who do we want to be and who are we created to be? And are those people that we're allowing in, in a place of vulnerable to a very vulnerable place? Are they doing that with care? Are they loving us? Well, are they serving us well? And are they allowing us to do the, to do the same for them? Those are two huge things. Right? So for me that has, so work, work is a place that I spend so much more. That's a big part of your day. It is a huge part of the day. So for me, work um, at times in the past has been surrounded by not the most positive panty-wearing people. And so I, being an impressionable person, I find myself just being drugged down in ways that I just can't even, I notice, or Alan notices, he is so willing to cheer me on to do whatever, knowing he has seen where I thrive so much better at home, my surroundings, my absolutely everywhere. Um, When I am surrounded with work by people who are encouraging me, who are constructively. What's your love language? Are you words of affirmation? Ooh, I did do the love language. So it is words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. That was um, the very top one. 
I wasn't a person who needed gifts. I wasn't a person I needed. I would rather you sweep the floor. Yeah. So this thing about who you surround yourself with it's, is just as powerful on the negative end as it is the positive end. It is because it totally drags me down. And um, so choosing to be in an environment, I have said it so many times. I'm t- When I retire from whatever in life, I would love to be checking people out at a grocery store. I just would. Right, you'd be so good at it. I would be all fired up about what they were making and what they were going to be getting and talking to to them about all the things they're buying. You'd be great. I would just, oh, I would just love that. And that's so crazy. But I need to surround myself with people that I can talk to. So I think work is a huge part of the things that I'm not sure people research. And after selling my shop and doing some consulting work and different things in between that was something like the job that I'm in now you chose it very wisely I very consciously chose it and even though it was sort of a, a oddly hand you know person referring and all of those things it was something that I literally thought about I consciously chose I knew the things that I was looking for in a position I um all the things that I knew would help me thrive so that's eight hours of your day Every day being surrounded by certain people. Absolutely. And so I, but I start now, that's the first time I've ever done that. Mm-hmm. So other than opening my own place. So when you, all these people in the world go into work for other people, are you just in that job? Because it has just landed there and it's just become part of, you look back and 30 years has passed and you're still there and it's consistent and it's paying, but like, is it bringing you joy? And I'm not saying everybody go quit your job, but think about it. It is creating part of who you are. That is part of your sum. It is. It is really part of that. And so I think people maybe step back. Have you, would you choose your job? That's a good question. If you had an opportunity to re-choose your job today. Would you choose it? Your career. We're calling it a J-O-B, but I mean your career, what you do the majority Mm -hmm. of your day. Would you choose that again? In fact, I was just at a lunch with a girl, I guess it was Monday, and I asked her, we're both, she and I both are 40 years old, and I said, if you could go back to college with the knowledge that you have now, I'm not saying go back as the same 18-year-old, but if you could go back to college with the knowledge that you have, what would you be when you grow up? And she had an instant, she's like, I've already thought of that, like, and she had this instant answer, and I had one too, and I was like, so cool. Not that that's an option, but... Some people listening need that option right now. They need to yes. be they need to be given permission and to walk away what's crisis. not right. It's not that. It's not about mid- no, midlife it's, crisis. It's a conscious awareness of I have only been choosing this out of habit, not mm-hmm. because I enjoy it. We have one life. I don't want to waste it. I'd rather be happy. So Jesus, I hate to bring up like religion or anything, but like Jesus is a very good model of servant leadership. And even he had 12 close people around him. Like he had his table, you know, that we're talking about. Anybody can sit. We're going to champion. We're going to encourage. But even he only had three close people that he surrounded himself with daily. You know, Peter, James, and John. That's Those were his people. And so I just want to kind of challenge all of us to just be aware of who your people are, who you're allowing to speak positively or negatively into your life on a daily, weekly basis because you will look up. And you will be a sum of their attitudes, their behaviors, and their results. So if those five people don't have the attitude 
that you approve of or that you want for yourself, they don't model behaviors that you want to see in yourself, and they're not getting the type of results from their life, from their family, from themselves, the kind of the results that you want, it's okay to reevaluate that. Kind of like what Lacey was saying. She can look back and go, there was an unhealthy time, and so she made room for some healthy adjustments, and now it's revolutionary. I mean, it's, it's a total different ballgame. Can I ask another question? I'm putting you on the spot. Do it. When we all, and I'll answer too, but um, when we think of our five people right now, or, or whoever that is in our life, what are a couple qualities that y'all, that we feel like we're getting out of that right now? Like if we say like, thinking about like, what are y'all feeling like you get out of your people is in the way that they're adding value to your life right now? Or if any of us are in a place where we are trying to transition or, or whatever, what is, what are things we're looking for? What are we, or, and that may be a better question. What do we want to be getting out of our five people? So I am absolutely thriving off people who are willing to take time to like inform me, to educate me with things. Um, so that new career, um, this is something you, <laughs> I have gone from amazing food service to learning about healthcare and, and serving others at, you know, some of their most vulnerable points. So for me, um, I am absolutely thriving and drinking all the Kool-Aid of people who are willing to take time to invest in me and, um, and help me learn more about whatever subject I'm learning. The other thing, I'm so about an atmosphere. Like aesthetic? Mm. Like like these cinder blocks aren't doing nothing for you right now? <laughs> or like the energy Girl, in the room. <laughs> I know. But so anybody with just pumped up, like people who are not going to tell me about their bad day. Or <laughs> you want to you want to hear about their bad day or you don't want to hear about their bad day? It depends. I love, I don't. I want to, if they're within that little circle, I don't mind listening to those friends. And You're just talking about people that like dump me. junk on you. Like, yes. Don't. Well, as sevens, we want in every moment of time, we want every person that we are in a situation with to be experiencing the fullness of joy. Yes, absolutely. You're right. And so okay, I it. want to be fired up with someone. And so like I truly, the longer my husband and I have been married, the more I look back at situations and there's so many things he encourages me. He pumps me. He never tells me that he doesn't think I can do something. Mm, that's so sweet. I mean, ever. Absolutely ever. And it may mean that, you know, I may fall flat on my face. But, but he believes in you. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And that's all you need. And so that is all I mm -hmm. need. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so, and the other two people, I can think of two people that um, literally have been friends my entire life. Entire life. We are born within... Two and 30 days apart. I've never not known them. And I don't have to speak to them all the time. But if I ever, like if they call or if I call, we're always going to answer our phone. They're always going to be there. And we pick back up for whatever reason. Like um, it's never skipped a beat. And I feel that I can be as most vulnerable as possible with them um, as I could be with my husband. And that is super it's safety, security. Safety. I love that. Super, super important. That's so valuable. Okay, what about you, Lacey? You know, for the first time in my life, I think that I'm really surrounded. The, the people who surround me most closely, I can trust them. And mm -hmm. that sounds so silly, but I can trust not only that they love and care for me, but that they're going to call out 
things in me that I, that they know I'm going to want to work on, but that sometimes it's hard to see in ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And whether that is in business or in my marriage, gosh, I mean, these, these people have walked with me through so many things just in marriage and other relationships and friendships. And so having, you know, having, you know, a ton of trust in them is so helpful. And then because of that, uh, it's made me believe that I can do more, right? I can, I can, mm -hmm. um, do better at my marriage and my business and all those things. Um, so I would say trust is a huge factor. Um, I also think that that takes away all of the fear that we can sometimes have in close friendships. You know, like I've let a lot of people in really close to me, but I would, I would always have this like, um, rumbling under the surface of my heart going like, do they have my best interest at heart or is this say, like you said, is this say, are they using me to serve their interest? Well, and I, I don't even know if I ever went that far, but I, cause I didn't, I couldn't ever put a finger on okay. it. I couldn't okay. ever just, I, I never could identify why I felt that way. I just, I just didn't, there was not a, a, a real deep peace there, but in these, where my, where I am now is I'm just so thankful because I, there's just a piece at the end of the day that, that I can trust them, that they love me, that they have my best interest at heart and that they want to see me get better. Um, and that they know that, that I want to get better. And then they are all about helping me achieve whatever my definition of success is. So mine is a little bit different simply because, um, of the eight part of the Enneagram. So allowing people to, you're talking about trust and fear. Like that's my daily struggle with relationships and friendships period. And Michelle actually sent me this thing last week that I just, I literally wept. Like I sat there and I bawled and my mom happened to be there at the time. I said, would you please read this? And she read it and she said, baby girl, this is you. Like, this is what I've battled with you my entire life. And it's something that you're just going to have to consciously choose different because nothing naturally is going to let you let people in. But this thing that Michelle sent me, it's um, it's from your Enneagram coach mm -hmm. on Instagram. Love her. And it's called My Hidden Struggle. Well, it's like a slap in the face. Yes. You open Instagram every morning. Right. And, Please follow her at your Enneagram coach. So good. And so right on, on type eight, it says a constant need to look strong and independent for fear that I'll be harmed or betrayed if I expose my tender side. Hmm. And I have been harmed and I have been betrayed. So many times when I, you let know, people in. let people in and there's a time I think all of us ask ourselves, is it even worth it? Is it worth it to have five friends or can I just be the sum of myself by myself? Mm. And I'm sitting here, you know, preaching to the choir here. I'm talking to myself saying, and, and the Lord constantly is reminding me like there was, there's been a sermon series this whole past month that I feel like has been just for me at my church. You know, and it's like relationships are worth it. We're sinful humans. We're all messed up. Like there's none of us that are perfect, but relationships are worth it. But for me, it's just the distrust of people because it's happened. And I feel it in such a deep way that I do not show. Mm -hmm. Whereas another Enneagram type maybe wears their emotions different. I'm always going to be in the other thing of the hidden type. It says the burden of always playing the role of vigilant protector of both myself and others. Yeah. I mean, I've got that steel armor on all the time. And so I have to make, like my mom was saying, I have to make a conscious choice to live outside my natural bent, I guess mm -hmm. is that the mm -hmm. word? Cause that's where growth is. Right. 
So I just want to challenge anybody else out there that's, you know, struggling with like, I've tried to have five people and those five people let me down or I tried to have three. I tried to have one (laughs) and that one girl, you know, don't give up. Don't stop. Like relationships are worth it. I love that. Because when you do find those people that you thrive, it's mind blowing. Right. And it may not be five all at one time. It start with one. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Okay. So another part of you do better when you know better. What's something? Okay. So we're talking about, you know, we can do better when we have five consciously chosen friends that are going in the same path as us with the same attitudes, the same behaviors, getting the same results. Okay. Number two, you are the sum of the top experiences that you've had. So Maya Angelou has a quote, you are the sum total of everything you've ever seen, heard, eaten, smelled, been told, forgot. It's all there. The good, the bad, the average. You are the sum of all the experiences that you've had in your life. Yes. Okay. So this is something. Woo! Bring it on. Um, I I need a shot of something. <laughs> so Have some notes. <laughs> this gets me pumped up. <laughs> Have some notes. <laughs> oh I love it. Um. And it does because one of the conflicts, major conflicts in my life is I feel like this is my perspective. This is how I have viewed things in life. This is how they were perceived to me. And just because someone else might not remember them or someone else might have been um, a totally different decades older than me and their perspective of what was actually happening at a certain time and how I view things doesn't make my perspective wrong. Doesn't mean how those things have changed me wrong. It means that's how I lived a situation. Your perspective is your reality. It is. That is the truth. Now, it doesn't mean that your perspective is, like you said, correct. Correct. It doesn't or, mean it's but right. But it is your reality. It is my reality. And nobody can take that from you. They can't. And that reality of how I saw something or heard or perceived something at a time has molded me and and created a way that I have reacted my entire life. And so finding people that you have conflict with, I'm recognizing that I don't have respect maybe for their perspective. And I am pretty sure know that they have zero respect for my perspective. But when I'm trying to get to a place of, um, their perspective, I need respect for. Mm-hmm. I absolutely need to gain. Their res- reality is different. Mm-hmm. Same, pers- mm-hmm. same thing happened. So it's like our, we could totally avoid so much if we would just accept the fact that this is how you saw things and this is how you've reacted to things. And I understand that you have reacted to things your entire life based on your perspective and you know maybe we could have handled things differently or maybe we handled things the absolute best that we could I on the flip side need to have complete respect that people were probably always doing their best I have to believe I have to believe that I would hate humans (laughs) if I thought that you were not doing the very best you could with what you have I refuse to think that everybody's lazy and Mm -hmm. lethargic and is just yes and so, so in that, so my, say there are three of us here, your five people and my five people could be totally different. And I may never jive with one of your five people, 
but that doesn't mean that me and you can't jive because you're friends with this person and how dare you. Do- but how many friendship circles work like that? Oh because their gosh. experience is mind-blowing. And so um, just because someone is a trigger or a conflict or whatever for you doesn't mean that they're that way consistently with other people. And I would just put out a really strong challenge um, to get to know mm-hmm. other people's five. If you don't, if there's someone that you don't particularly get along with, or maybe your feelings have been hurt in the past. And then Michelle and I kind of have that story. Yeah. You know, we were not, we didn't know each other. We lived and kind of worked when you work on main street in the small town, everyone knows everyone. Right. But we were never going to sit down with each other, reach out to each other to each other and have a conversation. I remember girl seeing... does Pilates and I bake carbs. I mean, it just wasn't. <laughs> oh, not a match made in heaven. <laughs> but... oh, I never thought about it like that. I know we, we were not running each other's way. <laughs> we were scary. not, but and we because had we were friends, but maybe, you know, I remember seeing you at the pool one day. I don't even think I've told you this. No better time than on oh, air. What? And she probably thought oh, sister needs to get the oh, legs my in my gosh. Pilates class. It has zero to do with that. But I, I did see, I think you were maybe sitting with a few people that I just would not have thought that they would want to be friends with me. And so in my head, in a more unhealthy time mm-hmm. in my life, I said to myself, she probably doesn't or wouldn't want to be friends with me either because I don't, you know, silly stuff. And so we can find ourselves in places of unhealth mm-hmm. and we need to be willing to be, to be, have enough humility to see that in ourselves so yes. that, and get out of that place mm-hmm. because I, I, you're now one of the dearest people to me and getting to know you has been such a great gift and what, how I, I mean, I could have missed out on that because you let a Correct. bad experience yeah. dictate or, just the or yeah, just fear. Just I mean, honestly, like, I don't live in like specific bad experiences mm-hmm. in the past. Like I really don't. And that's, I think a, a gift of a seven. Like I don't live Moving on. Gosh, I, yes. I rarely ever look backwards, but it's just that again. Yeah. Identifying fear. And I could have missed out on that, but as it relates to the experiences of our life and if we were really a sum of all of our life experiences, and all those things. Can I just say this is the only reason I've ever wanted to go on The Bachelor? Because how... Stop the mess. Seriously. Um, Pause. Hold on. (laughs) If you love The Bachelor, can I just tell you that Sean Lowe, I have fed him. Well, I know that because I <laughs> Jesse Palmer's the only one I ever cared about. Okay, and Sean. And I went Catherine to dinner Lowe. with him one night. Like, stop. Yeah, we, this I'm is not. Playing. This is not an hour to dish out dirty mm-hmm. laundry. However, um, truly, <laughs> Girl, though, it ain't dirty. It's fun. What, what I would love to think about, like, <laughs> I love travel and I love food and I love experiences and life experiences and cultures. And oh, so you don't want the man? You want the date? Yeah, I said that. Right. I said this is the only reason I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm, exact, but I'm still caught up on the man. So go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah. No, what? no, no. The experience. I, I mean, like, think about that. In a, a period of nine weeks, you can go to seven countries and see all these cultures and eat all these foods and all this I stuff. I love how you're thinking. And yeah. How crazy is that? Am I the only one? Yes. Okay. Anyways, they're like, yes, we do not want to go on The Bachelor for that reason. Now but I do. All I'm saying. I, I do too. The I have, more I think about it, I'm like, there's got to be a new show here. Well, Taylor has like, we're not really going to kissing we right, won't really exactly. get in the hot tub it's just we want to go to the thing no, but i'm tell- thinking that's a whole new show if i mean somebody knows somebody that is a producer that would love to do what's I it actually called? do i'm gonna get on it i'm gonna call her is today it call, it's called like a sizzle or something like that it's called cougars no no a no. sizzle reel no. to see about a television show it's a sizzle reel right it is yes that oh is a gosh. for real thing yes somebody find us take us on adventures because yes. i promise you we <laughs> 
We would show out for yes, some good we TV. Will. And I'd be sure that we won. Yes. For sure. Well, it doesn't, have to even be a, it doesn't have to even have to be a game show. I just need someone to take me around the world and let me see mainly different foods. That's and what I'm really into. But my point is, this is actually funny, but it's, actually, it's also caused some strain, like in, even in my marriage. Like my husband... Our zip code is 39759. And my husband would be so content sitting in this zip code for the rest of his life until the end of time and eating at our breakfast cafe downtown and never, ever. Alan would too without ever going to the breakfast cafe downtown. And mm-hmm. so I, my whole thing is he, sometimes it can come across as, you know, you, that, that I'm just like frivolous and like I just, I always want what's next, which is a temptation of a seven. But I truly do love new experiences so much. And I, I, I believe that quote. I believe. That, Seen, that when heard, eaten, smelled, yes. been told, forgot. I think that being yeah. cultured is important. Yes. And I so, thrive off an environment. So yes. that means leaving, having coffee at my house that morning and going, having coffee and soaking in the environment around me. I would choose that every single time. Yeah. Houston would dr- walk up and down Main Street. He would sweep for when Holly's um, sweet tooth yeah. was there. Mm-hmm. He would go and sweep for candy. Yeah. He would go by and get a tiny cup of coffee and do a little tour. At I love it. But he's not going to sweep your house. He wants to go sweep her house because it's the experience. Right. But for him, he loves soaking in those environments. Yeah. And I see that through my child. Um but absolutely, and it's hard to... Well, it's important to realize that we are, we're all different. We all have different desires. Like, my husband truly does not have a desire to be to travel and do experience He's many cultures. But not at all. But I do think it's important that if, you know, that those of us who can't stop the the train of thought of always chasing what's next, like me, mm-hmm. we need to rein, we can at times need to rein that in some, but also if you're someone who never has a desire to get out and to experience new things, maybe push yourself a little bit because it can be, you know, we're only going to have actually to be in a different environment. We're only going to have a, a, as big of an understanding as we've experienced. How are we going to understand other people's way of thinking or their perspectives or whatever? Yeah, if we, we don't experience if we their, haven't given that yeah. a shot or a chance. So I think that's important to Ooh. know. So with that, Alan, I love food. Like, I want to try all the foods. Alan and I have literally been at a restaurant and the whole environment, the whole thing was ruined because the potatoes that came with the steak next to the potatoes that was actually supposed to be stacked on and all of these things, the potatoes were purple. Oh, no. <laughs> he just was... It was over. Yeah. Done. (laughs) He wanted white ones. And so immediately I just thought, I am so all about an experience and just eat. Whereas I'm convinced the purple ones probably taste better because they're special. (laughs) Right? He would never think that way. And so he and I are like, that is one of the things that we do try to work on. He is so, um, I appreciate his opposites of me and learn that I do better. He keeps me calm. He keeps me grounded. He, all those things. Um, but at some point in time, I'm going to need him to just try those potatoes. Right. Try the potatoes. That's a new hashtag. Yeah. Try the potatoes. Okay. So all that, knowing that we are surrounding ourselves, we're going to just for this purpose, five people. I mean, it could be three. Okay. But surround yourself by five people. You've got these experiences. Okay. So you're living life with people. You're in a community doing things, whether it's, you know, the experience of going on vacation, doing mission trips, living everyday life, doing the humdrum, whatever. That is your life. You're, you're creating the sum. However, you're doing these things with these other people. You are having an impact on others. You're somebody's one-fifth. You are your community's part. So you are known 
known, okay? You are known as the top responses that you give to your community. Thus, you're creating an experience for somebody else. That's pretty heavy. You are known by those five people, by the responses that you give, your attitudes, your behavior, your results, and your overall community, who you're living these experiences with. And thus, you're creating an experience for them. Mallory one time told me, I talked about Mallory before yep. um, in the bakery. Michelle, but you're a lot to take in. Oh, I've been told that so many times. And how do you, what did you so, say? So I laughed it off. Um, I laughed it off at first, but recognizing that I'm such a ball of energy um, and Yes, I can reel it in, tone it down, you know, calm down when I need to. But I genuinely don't realize that I am wound so much. But you know what? Even just hearing you person. say that, I've I've been doing. Like I said, I've been kind of in this mm-hmm. thing learning. I've heard. I've, I'm learning that that's called. Okay, it's called living at half capacity. Just because that's a definition, you're a lot to mm-hmm. take in. Whatever that mean, that could be energy that could be ideas that could be a million things if anybody ever tells you you're too much that's not your problem yes okay okay so she's just saying mm-hmm. something and she's not like dumping a negative thing on you but we immediately go too much is a negative word and so we yes. sup- like even hearing you say that like my chest is tight right now because of how many times i've been told that in my life mm-hmm. and so then i tried to make myself more palatable for somebody else yes. thus i'm living at half capacity and not living the best version of myself, which means I'm not giving the best that I have. The world's response to me is none of my business. High five. The world's response to you two is none of your business. Correct. And anybody listening, like you've got whatever your full potential is to offer. It's going to be different than us three on these microphones. Haters are my motivators. Like have to be. I'm not even kidding. Haters are my motivators. Hashtag. Got it. It's got to be hashtag. No, it came from Ellen. And I'm over here like, haters? Like, my my seven is like. (laughs) Lacey's like, I ain't got no haters. Who's got haters? Everybody loves me. And I'm not saying I don't have them. I just give them no thought. That's right. good. So that's oh, that's where, so good. That's where I've gotten I just can't to. take my brain there. Like, I can't even Oh, it's focus. a nasty, slippery slope. Like, yeah, that's I, I just go all over it. Yeah, yes. I can't. I can't even. I just feel like it's such a waste of energy. It and is. I'm not, I'm not saying that to that's y'all. Right. I just feel no, very is. strongly that, that I hear all the time, you know, so-and-so. Nah, nah, nah. I, and what's it, it do sucks, for you? It sucks me dry. Fast. Right. And I. Because then you start switching your focus to trying to make somebody else. Going back to being impressionable. Right. And I, you know, I actually, um, so sometimes I feel like I am subdued in the trio of us, but um, that is not always true in my real life. Right. I think that I'm, I am, I have been told that as well. And um, it's interesting, this whole, so, uh, um, well, this is more Enneagram stuff. We can talk about it later, but I'm learning that I do sit, like go to the background sometimes in group settings, which is weird because on my own, I am pretty, can be pretty forward. Um, it's fascinating. We'll, right. we'll break that up and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll These talk more about that. Three very strong personalities. Right but, here. but I, so, um, my, one of my best friends, Emily, she and I laugh about this because we literally actually was telling Elizabeth this last night. Um, we have been in places before we're very tall. We have black hair, very long hair. And we're just, we even just like look like a lot, like we're just tall and like big, you know, like we're just 
we're just, a, you know, whatever. So we've walked in places before and people were like, oh, hey. And as they're saying, hey, they're like, have their hands up and like backing away from us. And it's almost like a they're retreating because here we come. <laughs> and we laugh because we are intense. Like, like, I'm not that way. Give me a hug. But it usually it's because what I've learned is some, well, now it's in a good way, I think, because like I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to teach you something or share something with you or serve you. But in the past, I can look back at times where I was talking to hear myself. I was, mm. I was interrupting. I was jumping in. I was like, we were talking about earlier. I was a bad listener because I couldn't just help, but just jump on somebody. And so I was a lot because I was not, it's not that if I would have just sat there and said, well, I am who I am that it probably wouldn't have gotten better, but there's been times where I've had to say, okay, why am I not received? Well, well, maybe I need to do a better job of serving through conversation if I'm going to talk. Yes. Or, or, and not like, this has just been total things that You're I've, developing who you are to be the better. You're not changing you. Right. You're right. refining you. But I think there's a, a difference. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you're talking about refinement. Yes. And, and so I think, it, but I think that's important. Like when we, so if you hear people say things to you that you don't agree with at the knee jerk, t- like that's completely fine. But if you're listening to this and someone has come to you with something that you're like, oh, that didn't feel good. I would just challenge you to ask yourself what it like. Repeat it back to yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, is this yeah, true? Don't toss it. Receive it. Is this it. true about yourself? Yes. And is there some action that needs to be taken on it? If so it's a refinement or are there some adjustments we need to make? Do we so need to, to, to back off a little in a way that's not serving anyone? Is this really constructive criticism or is this... Yeah, trust the source. Trust the source. Oh, yes. gosh. Yes. Consider the source in all situations. Yeah, I can't yeah, say yeah. that enough. Yes. And also, I love how you're talking about, you're just being consciously aware of, I do have black hair. Right. I am not 5'2". Mm-hmm. I am whatever. You're consciously aware of this is, or you have a lot of energy, mm-hmm. or I like to talk about things a lot. I have notes. Okay. So that is intimidating. Right. I will also say passivity, like we're, we're dominant personalities, but I also think passive personalities are also intimidating. How many times have you been around somebody that doesn't talk at all or that's just as intimidating? 100%. Ooh. You have to be yeah. consciously aware of who you are. No, we kind of, that goes back to our, a couple of episodes ago, know who you are, develop that healthy version and know where you're going. The whole thing about you do better when you know better. What are you wanting to do? What do you want to know about and what are you wanting to do with it? With it. You have the opportunity to create your own reality to some degree. I mean, you know, like we're down here in the South and we're not getting snow. So it's not like we can create the reality of we're going to have a snowstorm tonight. We're going to have snow. What? No, I'm not talking about false reality. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you have the opportunity to learn what you want to surround yourself with the people that you want to, to at least create the potential future reality that you want to. And heck, as far as talking about snow and South, I mean, if you don't like where you live, move. I mean, who, I'm just trying to like really challenge people to be consciously aware of the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. Like what experiences are you just doing out of habit versus what experiences would you like to purposefully take to create a different life? Correct. And that was where at the whole, um, quote resonated with me because I thought how many things am I researching or figuring out how I'm going about things and how I'm choosing things and um 
Like I use the example of the vacation. We put so much effort in planning those things and doing those things. And, but do we do that in all, all the things that we do in our every single day? I mean, it might be something as simple as restructuring your budget. You know, right. like you're talking about vacations and experiences are important mm-hmm. to you, Lacey. I mean, if you don't budget for that throughout the year, it doesn't matter how bad you want to do it. It's not happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. So to kind of wrap all this up, I just kind of want to ask all of us, like when you talk about your five people and the experiences that you have over the course of a year, do you know what parts of that are actually serving you at, for your overall end goal? Like when you look up 365 days from now, do you know what parts and friendships and experiences are serving your overall end goal? Like, are you that aware at this moment? Or are you still kind of on that growth path? I am now. You are now. Okay. And honestly, three years ago, this would have been a very different conversation, like so different, but I, I am, I know, I know that the people in my life right now that I'm spending the majority of my time with are doing nothing but helping me create a better result that will be 365 days from now. And you two back to them, right? I think so. I think so. I hope so. Um, I think so. Um, Because again, there's mutual trust and there's, there's a mutual desire for achieving success in our marriages, in our businesses, uh, in life, uh, making better choices armed with the information that we now have around Mm -hmm. all the things. Um, So yeah, that's, that's like, uh, this is exciting because normally I don't have good answers for questions like this. But you've had some sort of a conscious conversation. You're not assuming that each other knows what each other's goals are. Like you've had real conversations. I mean, have you had real conversations with your five? Like we say, Mm -hmm. what are your goals? Like, what do you want? What kind of results what kind of behaviors can we, you know, the whole iron sharpens iron thing. That's not just a fun thing to say. Like that's real. Oh, it's very real. It's mutual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would think the one person that I have done those things with would be Alan. Yeah. That's, I mean, I that's mean, the, that's also good. That's huge that it's your spouse. <laughs> Let's just say. I know, but, but so, um, being a family of six, our world, I mean, yes, I do have, um, people that, I. Our communication may be as simple as through text or whatever that may be, but I think I have started in the last couple of years to only gravitate towards those people that I thrive off of. Or, and you know, sometimes that is me heavily making fun of them and, you know, giving oh, them mate? false Are you, are you talking starts. about me? <laughs> <laughs> I find, like, I would absolutely love to sit there and watch, like, a man's legs get waxed like someone else's pain is like. Ha! You laugh when people fall down the stairs. I do. Okay, I do. <laughs> Me too. I know. What about you, Elizabeth? Um, I'm again. I'm learning to trust people. Um, I'm coming out of a season of mistrust, and so I'm learning to trust people again. And um, not to make this spiritual, but like Satan knows when you're trying to um do a good thing you know he's been studying the human race since the garden of eden and so there's nothing that we're doing that takes him by surprise and so he knows us better than we know ourselves and so he knows the darts to throw and um so in this season other things have been attacked but um i also know what's not serving my overall end goal and so as you're aware of what things are you also got to know what's not and so in this same season of growth for me I'm learning 
to not always have to appease people that I used to appease or appease circumstances or experiences like it is okay for me to not be happy. It is okay for me to admit that I'm angry or whatever when typically I'm so in that protection mode that doesn't necessarily serve my overall end goal. And I think we all need to be just as aware of what does serve our goal end goal as what doesn't mm-hmm. and have whoever friend that is that holds us accountable to that. But at the same time, we have to have the discipline enough to hold our own selves accountable. Right. We cannot rely on those five people to say, oh, remember you said you wanted to lose five pounds, you know, and then she's going to slap your hand as you eat the bagel or whatever. Like, don't order the bagel. You know, um, we have to know what we want for ourselves enough because nobody else knows your dreams, your goals, your end game better than you. And you can't wait for somebody else to enlighten you or encourage you or remind you. You have to know what your end goal is. And daily as things come in, if it's serving you or not, and be consciously aware enough to seek out those goals. Right. Make a decision with yourself. Am I going to change these things? Hell or high water. I'm not going to tolerate this friendship or this, this attitude or this job or this experience. I'm not. Not in a selfish mm-hmm. way. Kind of like we were talking about. It's not the complacency, contentment. It's not that. It's, you, like you said, you've got one life. You get 24 hours every day. You get seven days. Mm-hmm. If you're not using those with conscious awareness, you're going to look back at that and go, whoa, what more than likely it's going to be filled with a bunch of stuff that didn't serve your purpose. Right. Okay, guys, this has been a really insightful, incredible day filled with a ton of information. And so I would love to help you, if you're listening right now, kind of break all this down. So grab your piece of paper and a pen, and I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to recap some questions that we asked today because you can listen to our stories all day long. But the truth is, your story is what's most important. And we hope that we are giving you information so that you can know this information, have access to it, uh, and do better with it. So if we're not asking you the, the right questions to do better, then we're not doing our job. So uh, the first question is, who are your people? Who is your tight, close-knit circle? Who are the people who are speaking life into you, who are challenging you, who are loving you well? Who are they? Write their names down. Um, I think that, you know, that's so important to see their names right in front of you. When you write their names down, send them a text message or hop on the phone and call them and just say thank you. Say thank you for pouring into my life. I'm going to do that right when I leave here today. Um, I do have some incredible, powerful women uh, and my husband to call and thank for the way that they love me and encourage me on a daily basis. Um, And then another question is, what are you getting out of your circle? Let's just call it a circle. What are you getting out of it? Write down three things. What are the three things that that are that are serving you the best um, out of that really close group of people? And then the last question I would ask you is, what are you looking for? What information are you looking for in your life that you could do better with? Do you need other qualities coming out of them? Do you need to be another piece of iron that helps to continue to sharpen your circle so that you can learn how to be a better friend, a better wife, a better business owner, um, a bit just better at your job in general. So I think those are really important things to think about, to write down and just to keep in front of you, keep in, keep those in, at the front of your mind over the next few weeks and dig into those. And, um, the last thing I would just say and really encourage you is to be humble in your approach to all of this, be willing to look, uh, at where you might struggle and where you might not be, you know, at the top of your game right now so that you can get better. You know, growth happens when we can look at ourselves with a lot of humility. So 
This has been so incredible to spend this day with you. Thank you, Elizabeth and Michelle, for being here. We are so glad you're back, girl. To our we need you. I'm so glad to be back. I'm glad if I can't be watching she Wales. Blind. No, if I can't be watching Wales with a margarita, I guess I'll be in a studio talking to y'all, right? Okay. No, I love y'all so much. And I really am. I'm really thankful um, for just what we're able to do through this podcast. So thank you guys for joining. Um, another really huge shout out to your Enneagram coach. Um, she's incredible. We'd love for you to go follow her, shoot her a message, and tell her we sent you. Uh, We use her wisdom on a daily basis. So if you have not screenshotted this yet, you know what to do. Screenshot it, tag us, uh, follow us and subscribe. We can't do this without you. Thanks for hanging with us today. Mm